The basis for our message tonight is coming from Mark chapter 15, verses 6 through 15. Now it was the custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. Crucif- what shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. This is the word of our God. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This is Eddie Lee Howard. In 1994, Eddie was convicted of murder in Columbus, Mississippi. And then he was sent to prison to go to death row. And even though Eddie pleaded his innocence, for 26 years, Eddie sat in prison awaiting an execution at some point, he was on death row. And then on January 8th, 2021, Eddie was not executed. Instead, after 26 years, Eddie Lee Howard was exonerated. He was set free after all that time. He was on death row and all of a sudden now all the charges had been dropped because new information, new, uh, new studies and DNA had come out and the, the bite marks on the murder victim that allegedly were there because of Eddie, this new technology showed, no, Eddie was not the killer. He was innocent. And Eddie was so thankful. He, he wanted to, to say something to the, the people who tirelessly fought for his case, who fought for his innocence. So Eddie said to them, Without your hard work on my behalf, I would still be confined in that terrible place called the Mississippi Department of Corrections on death row, waiting to be executed. Thank you. Today, Eddie is enjoying all the things that he didn't have access to before. The simple things out of his mouth, he says he's really enjoying fresh sheets, warm baths, having a nice steady job working at a, at a restaurant kitchen. And just, just imagine for a moment what it would be like, what it would feel like to be Eddie sitting on death row, knowing the inevitable is coming. You're going to be executed. Just a matter of time. And then also just try and imagine for a moment, if you can, what it would feel like to be Eddie when all of a sudden you get exonerated, when you are set free. One moment you're there facing death, the next moment 
you're free. And all the charges against you have been dropped, just like how it happened for Eddie. And this is a picture of him on the day, January 8th, that he got released from death row. And I wish, I wish you could see the big smile that's definitely there on his face under that mask. Just the joy that he had on that day, knowing he was free, he'd been declared innocent. It's probably hard for us to totally really understand what that would feel like. Many of us have no idea what it's like to go to prison, let alone to be on death row. To be like that and be freed all of a sudden, it's hard to imagine what that would feel like. And really, actually, only 187 people have ever had this same feeling as Eddie Lee Howard. The U.S. Death Penalty Information Center has been recording and tracking how many people are exonerated from death row since 1973 to this day. 187 people that know exactly what that feeling is like. And there's another exoneration in front of us today, too. In Mark chapter 15, we see a guy named Barabbas getting exonerated. But unlike Eddie, Barabbas was not innocent. He should not have been exonerated. He was an insurrectionist. He was a murderer, killed someone in cold blood, at least one person. Barabbas, he should have been punished, put to death for his crimes. And according to Roman law, he should have, he would have. And anyone who saw Barabbas hanging on that cross, they could have said, that guy, he got what he deserved. It's hard to imagine what Barabbas would have felt like to being exonerated because he too is set free today, right? He's just like one of those 187 that's been exonerated from death row. That's Barabbas too. He's set free. And the truth is, it's really, it really wasn't Pontius Pilate who set Barabbas free. It was Jesus Christ who set him free. Because Pilate would have never, ever released Barabbas if Jesus hadn't showed up on the scene that day. I mean, Pilate is going through the, the, the bottom pits in the dungeon to find the worst guy he can, thinking there's no way that people are going to choose to release Barabbas instead of Jesus, who Pilate knew was innocent. And yet the people point at Jesus and they shout, crucify him. And so Jesus, you know the rest of the story, Pilate caves in, an innocent Jesus, by the end of the day, ends up hanging on the cross while guilty Barabbas walks out a free man. A totally unexpected exchange. And maybe no one felt such a dramatic substitution on Good Friday as much as Barabbas did. That is a dramatic being substituted for when Jesus went to the cross, literally in his place. And yet Jesus has done the exact same thing for us too, hasn't he? He's also gone to the cross in our place. And we, we've also been convicted of some pretty ugly stuff. We really ought to be under a death sentence because of our sin too. And unlike when Pilate asks about Jesus, well, what crime has he committed? If, if that same question was asked about us, what wrong has this person ever done? We'd probably have a line of witnesses standing there ready to stand up and say, 
Well, here, let me list for you what this person's done wrong to me. Or you could probably have your own conscience pointing that accusatory finger at yourself too. That conscience in us, it knows when we're guilty, it knows when we've also disobeyed God's holy law. That piles on the guilt too, your own conscience. And then our our God, our all-knowing God who sits on the throne in heaven, he knows when we've broken his holy law. Even when we break his law in ways that no one else would be aware of, in ways that no one else could witness. God knows. And we ought to receive that punishment for our sin. We ought to receive the wages of sin. A death sentence. The penalty of death row. And as our righteous judges gavel comes down to make the verdict, something very unexpected happens. The word you'd expect him to say, guilty, is replaced, substituted with a different word. He says, innocent. He says, innocent because Jesus put his nail-scarred hand down where that gavel came down to make sure that it was him who bore the punishment and you who bore the innocence. Jesus has gone in your place and now you are set free. You are exonerated. You are justified. In other words, you could say, I'm, I'm justified. God looks at me just as if I'd done nothing wrong. I'm justified just as if I'd done nothing wrong. And of course, it's not because I'm actually innocent. It's because Jesus stood in my place and said, I will go for you. I will substitute my innocence for your guilt. I will become your sin. You will become my righteousness. This is grace, amazing grace, an amazing substitution. And Jesus says, go in peace. You're free. It's not fair. It's not deserved. It's grace. Amazing grace. And that's why you're here today. Because you wanted to come and and stand at the foot of your Savior's cross again and simply say thank you to the one who has set you free. That in tearful wonder, we, we, we look at the cross of Jesus and we see that Lamb of God who atones for our every sin. And maybe it's hard to get anything else tonight out of your mouth other than just simply saying, thank you. We don't know what Barabbas did next. We never hear about him in the, in the gospel accounts again. We don't know where, where he went, what he did. We don't know, did he understand what Jesus had just done for him? Did he, did he change his ways after being released and set free when he shouldn't have? We, we don't get any more word about Barabbas, but I, I do pray that maybe what Jesus did for him started to sink in. That maybe we will see Barabbas in heaven one day. Crazier things have happened. We don't know how Barabbas responded to what was done for him, but we... We understand what Christ has done for us. From Romans chapter 8, we understand this, that there is now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
Instead of facing a death sentence, you are set free to live, and more than that, to live forever. Amazing grace. You are set free to go in peace by Jesus' redemption, by Jesus' substitution for you at the cross. You are free from condemnation. And now you get to live with a whole new lease on life, like, like Eddie. You get to be set free. And now you, you live your life in a different way, don't you? You live your life as a thank you note to him who gave you your freedom. You, you get to maybe even enjoy some of those simple things, like fresh sheets and, and a steady job, which are just added gifts, added blessings from the one who has already set you free from condemnation to sin. Turns out you, after all, are able to know exactly what it feels like to be like one of those 187 set free from a death sentence because that's exactly what Jesus has done for you. And now you get to live your life as a thank you note to him who set you free. And now we, we get to every year come and gather on the day of our Savior's death to celebrate the life, the life that we have in his name. We're free. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you set us free. Accept our thanks eternally. Forgiven through your precious blood, we now are reconciled to God. For thus the certainty we gain that you will always true remain. And not forsake us in our strife, but lead us out of death to life. Amen.